This is the Fieldwork Podcast, where we explore the hope-filled, complex adventures of mission-driven startups that aspire to advance the common good. I'm your host, Allie Fleming. Fieldwork is a community of creators, doers, and adventurers who advance the common good. We do this through co-working spaces and startup programs for purposeful entrepreneurs. Through this podcast, we're going to be exploring both the difficult and beautiful aspects of our mission-driven startup community and offering helpful insights into solving problems and celebrating beauty and working for the common good. We weren't always called Fieldwork. We used to have a different name. Now we'll take you behind the scenes of the biggest challenge we've faced, what to do when a big faceless company says we're infringing on their trademark. As you're no doubt aware, we're a huge company. This is what we demand of you, Mm -hmm. that you immediately withdraw your application, uh, your trademark application, and cease using the name. That you immediately cease and desist all use of trademarks, service marks, trade names, domain names, etc. That you disable your website immediately. That's Brandon Arbini, co-founder and CEO of Fieldwork, reading a letter that could change our future forever. This harsh legal language was demanding we cut off the existence of our company a company that our founders, staff, and family have sacrificed a lot for in order to keep it moving forward. At this time, we were three years into business and preparing to launch our second co-working space. Yeah, it was, it was not happy times. <laughs> no, I was shocked at how much it actually cost to write the letters back and forth. And if I had... Going into it, I never imagined how, how high the cost would go, how quickly, and would made, would have made different choices sooner mm. if I yeah. had known how much it was going to cost. Brandon was laughing here, but what you're not seeing is the discomfort he's sitting in. A challenge that we wanted to avoid altogether became a series of perfectly crafted letters through our lawyers. Letters that took a lot of time, energy, and money to create with an outcome that was undetermined. And we didn't go in thinking like, oh, this is how much we'll spend to defend our name. It was like, oh, no, we'll just write some letters back and forth and see if we can work this out. Not recognizing even that alone had more cost than really, honestly, we were willing to spend on that negative energy toward that that end. I don't think that I was able to actually emerge from the anger and frustration that I was feeling for months, feeling taken advantage of. Mm. Yeah. Um, feeling bullied. Yeah. Feeling wasteful. Maybe a little bit embarrassed that we went in a little bit more cavalier into those conversations, thinking, "Oh, we've got this. They don't have any grounds," and and just being ignorant of the realities of legal battles and corporations that have tons of money. That was Brandon's co-founding partner, Jeff Tanner, a week after we changed our name to Fieldwork, sharing his thoughts as he looked back on this challenge. A time that was so dark and so challenging, we have given it the name, The Pit of Despair. Where am I? The Pit of Despair. Don't even think (coughs) Don't even think about trying to escape.
To help you understand all of this a little better, you need to hear more of the letter our lawyers received. As you listen, you'll notice Brandon and the team can't quite get through reading the letter without voicing some opinions on the matter. Big feels, everyone. Big feels. The letter starts out in, in a paraphrased way. Like, as you're no doubt aware, we're one of the large, world's largest companies. We also have a blog that offers advice. And uh, we've been using this trademark specifically. And this is, this is what really kind of underscored it for us, specifically in the area of online retail. And there's literally an entire paragraph full of all these things they sell online featuring general consumer merchandise and general consumer goods. And like, that is so different from what we're doing. We're not selling things online to the general consumer. Then they go on to say again, reiterate how large they are. We're one, a Fortune 1000 company. We're worldwide and huge and all these things. We're famous. The mark is famous. <laughs> the mark is the famous. Mark is famous. And it's come to our attention that your client has applied to register their trademark and is using the domain name and is apparently doing business under this name. Uh, given that it's pronounced the same, and spelled nearly identically, and is used in connection with many of the same services, which when we read that, like, no, there are no services actually that overlap. We are making a clear attempt to trade off of the extensive goodwill of this other company. So they're saying we? We are trying to trade off of their goodwill. There's something to be said about the emotional significance our old name had. It wasn't just a name for our brand. That name represented the journey Brandon and Jeff have been on starting the company from the ground up. It's the staff they've hired and the members of this community. It represents the larger mission and vision of contributing to the common good. And when someone tries to take that away, it becomes personal. So then it moves into like, this is their, this is their case. Their case is like, we're, we're big. We have a trademark. You're trading off our name. Uh, we have overlapping services, which we fundamentally disagree with. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I clearly have feelings about this stuff. Yeah. Then they get to the demands. This is what we demand of you. Mm-hmm. That you immediately withdraw your application, uh, your trademark application, and cease using the name. That you immediately cease and desist all use of trademarks, service marks, trade names, domain names, etc. That you disable your website immediately. And that you immediately contact them to discuss the payment of an appropriate remuneration for damages suffered to their client. So it's like this is like really heavy-handed. Wait, what are they saying in that? The end part? We needed to contact them to negotiate how much we were going to pay to them for the damages infringed that we've them. done. Like an apology? Yeah. Amount of money? Yep. yep. This multi-billion-dollar company says we need to pay them for the damages we've made to their online retail business. The problem with that is we don't have an online retail business. I mean, right now we have shared office space that we rent out to different to members, and we have startup programs that help resource people to start their own companies. That's the basic description of what services we provide, none of which relate to online retail. And our lawyers agreed. We do not have overlapping services. Even with the strong accusations of this letter, our lawyers saw this as an easy case. They, they were very um, positive at the beginning because it was like, yeah, this, is, this happens, and we don't think there's a, great, there's a great case here because you're in different lines of trade, because it's spelled different, because 
X, Y, and Z. And so now that you have a pretty, you have a pretty solid case for a trademark of your name. And I had the same response. I just thought, oh well, we've got an easy fight here. I think what we significantly, maybe massively underestimated was the amount of money available on the other end to contribute to quote-unquote protecting their brand and their name and that they were willing to spend in order to do that Mm -hmm. and we underestimated the amount that we would need as a result to spend protecting our name just writing letters just writing letters back and forth a lot more than we (laughs) ever imagined at this point we aren't even into the lawsuit yet this is just the preliminary conversations between our lawyers and theirs making us find out very quickly that we couldn't even afford the conversation about the lawsuit. Money is a big deal to any company, especially one classified as a startup. Startups have what's called a runway. Essentially, this means the amount of time they can continue to operate using the money they have or anticipate getting until they must shut down. Most of that runway takes into account the amount of cash on hand, but also the projections of future financial growth and revenue in a given amount of time. When Brandon and Jeff see the potential of our financial runway going towards legal fees and court hearings and not towards the growth of our company and community, it's frustrating. I mean, this, it's not like we have a like venture capital, like we've put all of our own money into funding it for starters. And so it's not like it's investor money that we're working with, like it's our own finances. Once we came to the realization, like we need to make a decision about what to do because we're left with basically like two decisions. We need to stop using this name or we need to fight to continue to be able to use this name. We can fight it. And based on the letter writing escalation so far, fighting it will result in additional letter writing. We'll be racking up legal fees. It'll just continue to rise and escalate. And we only foresee a ton more money being poured into this and a ton of negative energy going in this direction. Because I, I have no indication of how far they're willing to actually go. Right, They have so much money, they could just keep going. And we, we don't have unlimited funds. And who knows if the corporate officers even know that this is going on. Right. The lawyers are likely tasked with this and just and they doing their job and getting paid. They're incentivized <laughs> to continue to pursue this and escalate yeah. it because every hour they spend, they get more and more money. And then their strategy can just be, let's just run this out until we run out of money and... It won't take very long. won't take very long and then they won by just the fact of like, there's no measurable way to know how much money it's really going to end up costing. So I don't, I don't think we can go down that road. I mean, I think we have to choose something else. Mm-hmm. When we look at the very large company with billions of dollars and the company that has, well, not billions of dollars we can see very quickly who will be able to stay the course in this legal battle and who will have to come to a screeching halt. I mean, that leaves us with renaming the company. Mm-hmm. But that, 
I mean, that could be disastrous. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that means. What would it look like if we renamed it? It feels really defeating and it feels like a total distraction. Yeah, I mean, it is a distraction. I mean, we have, we'll have to spend all this time coming up with new names and then rebranding everything. I mean, there's money to be spent in, in all the, the, not only the hours, but the things that we need to reprint, the signage. Like, we don't have a lot of it, but it's something and it's distracting. We're going to be spending all this time when we could be doing the thing that we actually want to be doing. Mm -hmm. What we'd like to be doing is living out lives and careers of impact, opening new co-working spaces across the United States and eventually around the world. All of this with the belief in working for the common good, the most good for all people, and the flourishing of the most vulnerable in society. We also know that entrepreneurship, by its very nature, is full of risk. But usually, there's some insight into when that runway is going to end so a plan can be made. This situation is particularly difficult to navigate when we've already invested and sacrificed so much, only to fear that it will all abruptly come to an end. We'll be forced into court. If we, do, if we ignore it or we fight it, we're going to be forced into court, and that's just about, about as good as shutting down. I mean, that, that's really what it looks yeah. like. So we're left with renaming, and that's... Like, literally, I can't think of anything else that we can do. As you already know, we went with that decision to rename the company. Now the question is, how do we stay true to our mission in the midst of debilitating and overwhelming fear of the unknown future? To our founders and staff, this is more than just a job. We know we are nothing without our community, the people who work here, who gather here, who encourage one another, and us in this pursuit of the common good. What if they don't have this community anymore? What if we don't? All because of a decision that was forced onto us. Maybe we could capitalize on a renaming if we think about it as a rebranding. The brand is what exists in the minds of our customers and people who are followers of us. Then we can influence it, but we can't control it. This kind of renaming process could give us the opportunity to actually capitalize on this and have a positive outcome. Coming up in episode two, we figure out how to escape the pit of despair. You'll hear how we take this decision of renaming the company and turn it into a positive. Work podcast is hosted and produced by me, Allie Fleming. Our music is written and performed by Tanner Arbini. You can visit us at fieldwork.io slash podcast to learn more about Fieldwork and the show. That's F-L-D-W-R-K dot I-O slash podcast. If you like the show, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you never miss out on new content. And most importantly, leave a review. It's a great way to spread the word and help other people find out about the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.